to What's a Beautiful Life Anyway? I'm your host, Jill Bennett, and this is the podcast that shares ideas to help you live your best life, because life can be beautiful when you live consciously. Welcome to this episode of What's a Beautiful Life Anyway? I'm your host, Jill Bennett, and I'm so delighted today to have with me Shona Gunn Kelly. Hi, Shona. Hello. Hi, Jill. Oh, it's so lovely to have you here. Now, Shona is a very busy mum. She is a chiropractor. She is the founder of a zero-waste shop in St. Ives, Cambridgeshire, and could have a future in (laughs) politics as she's standing for the Green Party in the district council elections in May. So you are a very, very busy mum, Shona. Um. Let's start by talking about a zero waste shop. What's a zero waste shop? Um, well, obviously, we have a lot of pollution from plastic. Um, we have a lot of pollution from um, just generally having to go and recycle lots of things. And a lot of the recycled stuff ends up in landfill. And then that's what blows into oceans. And um, we, we kind of have this big cycle of um pollution not just from um bad sort of eco-friendly products but also um from the plastics that we see all the time you know David Attenborough is brilliant at like bringing all of these things to our attention so with a zero waste shop there shouldn't be any packaging or plastic packaging that would then um create more pollution and so the things that I have in my shop are 20 litre containers of like fabric conditioner or laundry detergent, washing up liquid, uh, have lots of shampoos and conditioners. So you can bring your plastic bottle, which will be around for at least 100 years, bring it down to the shop and just keep refilling it because that vessel is going to be multi-purpose forever. And when you put it in recycling, you can't guarantee it's going to get recycled. So that's why zero waste shops are there to help you so that you don't have to go into a supermarket and buy another plastic bottle and another plastic bottle. And to get started, people just keep the plastic bottle they've got from their last laundry detergent or whatever and take it down and fill it, can't they? Exactly, exactly. And the whole point is to try and keep plastic out of recycling. So there are certain plastics that um, are sought after by um, certain industries so they can get recycled. But often you can only recycle plastic one or two times before it becomes redundant anyway. So the longer you keep hold of your plastic, the safer it is for the environment. Um, And the other thing is that I do have a very amazing sister, Christy, but she likes everything in the right place. So she would be the sort of person that came and bought all the nice glass bottles and then refilled all the glass bottles. So everything looks uniform and nice. Whereas I'm the sort of person that I've still got a, a washing up bottle on my side which I've had for three years for yeah. instance so um it's catering for everybody it's not just the people that um want to keep their plastic bottles if you want to just f- throw that final plastic bottle away and then get your pretty bottles that's yeah. also okay because you're no longer then buying more plastic yeah yeah no I think that's great and I'm like your sister I I love the idea of having it all glass and the skincare that I sell 
is now all being, all the new stuff is all being put into glass jars, which are recyclable. Uh, shampoos, our shampoos are in aluminium, so they're more easily recycled. And any plastic tops can be returned to the company. And they're using them to make things like park benches and children's play equipment. So yeah. there are companies out there that become B certified corporations and things and have those long term sustainability plans, which are really great for the environment too. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. So um, I've just realized I'm not timing us, which is we could just talk for hours on this topic. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, just quickly write down the number. OK, so we now know what a zero waste shop is. What made you start one? Well, um, my nearest zero waste shop, actually, that is this. What I'm going to say now is not actually the truth. So my nearest way zero waste shop, I thought was St Neots, which is about eight or nine mile drive from here, or Cambridge, which is another kind of eight, nine mile drive in the other direction. So I was being very diligent and at the weekends going and doing my refills. um, But I just felt like I I was lucky enough to get the bounce back loan. And um, it helped me get my business through the first part of COVID where we were completely shut down. I wasn't earning anything. And I had a bit of money left over. And I just thought... I'm always the sort of person that will just have a punt at something. Mm-hmm. Just have a go and see. And um, I just spent the money on shelving and loads of 20 litre containers and just said, look, I'm open. It's brilliant. And um, and I love being a shopkeeper. I feel like I maybe missed a vocation when I was younger to, you know, take people's money for things. Yeah. And I know I do as a chiropractor, but actually... It's a really different thing when somebody comes and looks around your shop and chooses something that you have kind of um, put there, especially maybe for them. And then they cross your palm with silver for it. It's a really I really love that feeling. And um, yeah, I've turned into a bit of a little girl in my shop, really. I was just going to say it's a bit like going back to our childhood when I used to love playing shops. So. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. I uh, go, I'm always amazed that people walk through the door and actually buy my things it's like oh my goodness I don't think I've got many customers as a child coming to my shop so it's like (laughs) yeah we relied on our parents and our siblings didn't we in those days exactly please come to my shop please that's nice to do that now but as an adult but yeah (laughs) so at the moment you're running this zero waste shop in your waiting room of your chiropractic in my waiting room for my chiropractic business yeah but there's some great plans ahead, aren't there? Yeah, so I have a very uh, good friend, Anna, who runs a takeaway coffee shop in St Ives. And we are joining forces and we're going to be an eco cafe, which is um, awesome. And then there's enough room to put my treatment room plus one or two others uh, at the back. So it will still be a chiropractic plus uh, shop plus and um and also I um I love juicing, so we're going to put a juice bar in as well as a coffee shop. So I've got um I'm just honing my skills on uh what which juices that I'm going to put in uh, as well. So that's really exciting. Very exciting. This is I'm gonna have to have a trip to Cambridgeshire, I think, when I'm next <laughs> in the UK. Uh, so that I can come and visit you have a juice yeah. and a coffee. It's just wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, we're really, really excited about it. So, yeah, moving yeah. forward. No, it sounds amazing. And it's such a good thing to do. It, in our household, we are pretty good at recycling. 
in Mallorca, where I live part of the year, they're not very good at recycling. And the recycling bins aren't, there aren't many of them, but they are mm-hmm. getting better. So we're hoping that what we put in them is being recycled. And we're all pushed along nicely by my 22-year-old daughter, who's about to graduate with a degree in wildlife conservation. Okay, brilliant. So she's very much into anything to do with conservation and sustainability. So it's fabulous. Yeah. Okay, let's talk a little bit about politics then. Mm -hmm. How on earth did it come about that you would represent the Green Party? Well, a couple of years ago, I was, I mean, it was just a call out of the blue, actually, from the local um, um, sort of secretary for the Green Party. And they just phoned me up. I don't know how many other people they phoned before they phoned me, but uh, they phoned me up and said, we really need somebody as a paper candidate on the, so to give people an option to vote green, we haven't got an option in the area. Would you be the name on the paper? And I just went, yeah. And they went, really? I went, yeah. (laughs) I don't know how many people they called before. So yeah, so what the Green Party are doing um, is everywhere they're putting people's names down who are part of the, I'm a a Green Party member, obviously. Um, And they're putting people's names down to see where there's enthusiasm for the Green Party. And then they will put finance behind that seat to kind of make it a, a real thing. So this will be my second year I run for the district elections without really running. I don't have to do canvassing and stuff. So um Yes, it's a, uh, it's it's exciting, but not sort of like getting my getting too excited about it because I have no idea really. Uh, if I was out canvassing, I might have some more, you know, guts about it. But um, I just excited to be part of the process really and to give people options. Yeah, and you know, more and more people are aware of all this stuff now. You only have to look at the weather. You know, we've had the worst winter in 30 years in Mallorca and had frost, which is unheard of. Um, So I think everyone is so much more aware. I think you're going to tip over the post this time so that uh, next time you're going to have to get us all into your volunteers. (laughs) I also have to, like, learn a little bit more around the politics of it. So really, I'm just kind of like I'm very much obviously into zero waste and sustainability. And a lot of that comes from trying to teach my son. to be proactive like don't don't follow people like be the person in front doing things because you've got the strength and the power to do it yeah as long as you put your mind to it and that's where a lot of the shock came from it's like there isn't a solution here I'm going to show Isaac if you want a solution you have to make it happen you can't just wait for somebody else to come along and do it um, and it's the same with the Green Party, really. I like, you know, if there isn't another option, yeah, sure, I will step in and be that option. But if I actually get into the district election, I have to actually learn policy and stuff. And um, <laughs> that's not, I might get a bit bogged down by that because I like doing all the, you know, the pretty stuff and things. But gets to, I wasn't very good at history and like literature and stuff at school. So, Well, I think when, if you're the, the, the candidate, the nominated candidate, you have a team. Mm, yeah, and- definitely. At the end of the day, it's the civil servants who are suggesting policies and writing everything for you. And, you know, you're you're just the figurehead that's saying yes or no to, yeah. uh, to whatever it is. So, yeah, I think I think the Green Party should definitely become a viable option to take over as, as government. Because let's face it, we're all a bit sick of the uh, 
the main two parties and what they have to offer. I know, and I uh, it's really positive because the district elections are different all around the country, so there are different timings, and there's loads of Greens winning district elections at the moment. So, you know, on the Green Party, it's like another seat, another seat, another seat, and um, the tide is definitely on the turn. People want change. They don't want... They don't want a government that says, oh, in four years time, we'll change this because they know that in eight years time, we're we're past the point of no return. And we can't have a government that's prepared to change something in a couple of years time. It has to be now and it has to be really decisive and it has to be people that are prepared to like really put themselves out there, you know, and be disliked because, you know, that's what um, a lot of the, um, what are they called? Oh, the people that are gluing themselves to the road in front of the lorries. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what they're called. Um, disti- um, the extinction. The, yes. the uh, rebellion. And it's making people really upset and really uncomfortable. But those people are recognizing that there's a problem now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And isn't and it amazing that they are all so young? Or most they are of them young, are very but that's young. because this is going to be their world, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. there's a certain number, you know, you get persons past a certain age. And yes, you do worry about your grandchildren, but maybe not enough. Yeah. You know, or what your great grandchildren are going to be doing. And, um, you know, I love that in schools now, there's an awful lot of sustainability taught to kids and there's an awful lot of on recycling. But the thing is, recycling doesn't really work. So they're going to have to rethink that um, uh, a little bit. But yes, I, I take my hats off to these people that actually have, you know, take time out of their day, out of their weeks, out of their years to go and do those sorts of things to make people sit up and think it's amazing yeah yeah no it is amazing my daughter is part of a sustainability I think they're called the working party or something at university and they were all told to put into groups to do projects and she got a runners-up prize for her project oh brilliant yeah and implemented a card for the cafeterias on campus to encourage people to eat vegan meals um, and every time they buy a vegan meal, they get their card stamped. And after so many, they get a free meal. That's awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah, yeah that's something I've done recently as well. I, 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 Well, I'm not a full vegan. I still eat prawns and um, eggs. But um, yeah, I've not had any dairy since January, which is um, which is was I thought was going to be tough, actually. But uh, I watched one too many videos about the dairy industry and and then it just became easy. Yeah. 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 I think when I stopped eating dairy, the hardest thing at first is cheese, you know, milk. No, there's some nice vegan butters now as well. Yeah, there really is. Yeah, it was the cheese. And there are a couple of vegan cheeses now, depending on where you are, um, that actually taste quite nice. So, yeah. There's yeah, lots I just of... had some BioLife for lunch. So, yeah. Yes, I had BioLife for lunch. Yeah, yeah. their cream one, which is lovely, <laughs> which is really good. Oh, well, we wish... Yeah, and their butter as well. And so... sponsored by. <laughs> we'll have to speak to them about that, won't we? A future episode they can sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we wish you the very, very best of luck in those elections. I think Thank it's you. wonderful, wonderful. And yeah, everyone out there should be encouraging their children to think about this. One thing that annoys me here, I mean, I love living in Mallorca, but when you go down country lanes, beautiful country lanes, you're surrounded by mountains and sea and people throw rubbish out of their car windows, cans and cigarette packets. And and we live in a country lane. And honestly, my husband is often going with a bag 
just and a pair of rubber gloves on and going down and picking up all this rubbish. The same with their their dog doo-doos. They never pick it up. And you're walking down a pavement in a shopping area and you have to be careful where you walk. So, uh, yeah, we need to educate them a little bit over here, I think. But uh, that might be yeah, a Yeah, and the thing up. is that every part of the world is in a different level of education and a different level of uh, understanding. Yeah. And I think actually a different level of ignorance, which which sounds a little, maybe a little bit harsh, but you can't know something until you know it. No. And you can't know something until you want to know it. Yes. So I think a lot of the kind of apathy around like recycling and zero waste is because it's hard work, you know, but actually once you've got the processes in place, it's actually, it's smoother. The worst thing for me has always been my husband. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He, he loves what I do. It's a bit on the lazy side when it comes to actually doing the same things as I do. So, um, yeah, I had a little tantrum about three weeks ago and said, look, I've got these bins and we've got five bins, by the way, which is like, that's probably a little bit ridiculous. We have a normal bin. We have a recycling bin. We have a soft plastics because the co-op recycles soft plastics now. So all the lids off your like soft fruit or whatever, you just put it in the bin, take it up ah. there. We have a um, cooked food compost bin and we have a raw food compost bin. And I literally stand over them. <laughs> they stand and look at me and go, which one is this? And I'm like, okay, is it raw food? Let's think about it. <laughs> but for me, because it's learned behavior, it's easy for me to see things. Yeah. But for them, they're still learning. It's harder. It's a harder process. Yeah. But once they've got it, it's going to be super yeah. smooth. Yeah. And it's amazing how they slip up because I often open the, the normal waste bin and I see a tea bag in there. <laughs> who put a tea bag in the bin <laughs> you know well, in the, the tea bag thing is uh, is difficult isn't it because um unless it specifically says there is a plastic in the tea bag there's plastic in the tea bag and you can't mm. you can't put that then in a compost bin because the plastic will remain oh okay so there's only i think there are like six or seven companies that do plastic free tea bags and the rest have plastic in them I didn't know that so once everything else is degraded you have this little skeletal bit of plastic which is your tea bag so actually Matt Matt uses a certain brand of tea tea bag which I don't because it does it has plastic in it and I use a different one and his has to go in the bin yeah and mine goes in the compost so clipper I think they're recycled Clipper are pretty good Yeah. yeah um PG tips now don't do any, uh, theirs are all good. But um, Yorkshire Tea still use um, plastic in theirs. And Matt loves a decaf Yorkshire Tea. I can't get right. them off. So. It's amazing the things that we do. And you're right, we don't know what we don't know. Exactly. So I would have assumed all tea bags, other than those that are the fancy ones in the little net packet, <laughs> I would have thought everything could go in the recycling. Blimey. Okay. Well, Shona, we're we're running out of time. So what I would love you to suggest is, and I'll say to everyone listening, all of the um, information and links and everything else will be in the show notes. So you do online shopping as well, don't you, for your online shopping, not for refills, um, because that's just a bit too complicated. For all our other products, and we have 
I think 411 products. Wow. So yeah, we have a lot of products. Yeah. So if people need cotton buds, exactly. Um, those we do. We also things. do our own skincare range, um, which is ah. refillable. So um, yeah, we have like a light facial serum, light face and body cream, um, cleansing lotion. We sell Amazing. those washable makeup yes pads yeah yes and just we have lots of different things on there a word of warning on those put them together in something to wash them because I my washing machine wouldn't drain the other day and when when I took the filter off I had one of the reusable makeup pads in there stuck yeah um so just a word of warning that they can (laughs) they can go down but very easily solved Maybe you could um, just give us a little bit of an idea of how people can make a difference, how they can get started if this is all totally new to them. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult if you don't have a zero waste shop near you, but there are lots of companies now like the Good Club um, do online refills. Um, There are people like Abel and Cole, um, the the modern milkmen, I think, are doing a lot of refills as well in the local area. And you can just um, keep your plastic bottles, like you said, go down to your local shop or get somebody to come and do deliveries to you. And that's the best way to get started. Um, and then also just think about, you know, reducing the amount of actual food waste that's going into your bin. Mm. Uh, because that's one of the biggest sort of climate change issues is that we have a lot of methane produced from landfill because we put cooked food and it decomposes and reduces releases methane and methane is one of the um, gases that gets trapped up at the ozone layer uh, or starts upsetting the ozone layer and stops us from having a really good um, climate or being able to the client be able to control itself yeah um so one of the big things I would say is to try and um, put cooked food in your green bin and you have to have a brown bag so every time you get brown bag just keep it and then fill it up with that and then rather than putting it in your normal bin put it in the green bin if you're in the UK actually I don't yeah we have nothing here for food um and um in most areas so they have the food recycling bin or the food waste bin in lots right. of areas in the UK yeah no so we don't have that we, uh, we have to put ours into the green bin which is also for you know cutting the grass and yeah dogs and twins but yeah no that's great if you're not if you're saving that because that is a huge yeah. huge thing yeah and then just um the last thing I would say is that whatever you're using in the house that's plastic there is a sustainable version of it So just look for next time you buy, always, always use the thing that you have until it has no more use because it's wasteful to throw it away and just buy something just for the sake of it. But once it's finished its usefulness, try and just try and recycle it. If it doesn't, you'll just have to throw it in landfill. Um, And then just find the next sustainable thing. So just replace one thing at a time and don't go overboard because people get burnout doing this too quickly too fast so change one thing make it stick and then choose something else to change and things like um single-use plastic so straws and things are an absolute no-no I don't know even why they sell them anymore it's ridiculous that they sell them well 
Unfortunately, obviously, plastics made by the petroleum industry, um, and so they it's it's quick, easy profit for them. They churn it out as a byproduct of doing what they're doing, and until somebody says blankly, "You must not do this," they'll continue to do it. Yeah, yeah. Same as in the skincare industry, um, most products will have mineral oil in, which is the waste product from refining crude oil into petrol. And yeah. I don't know about you all. I know you don't want to put it on your face and I certainly don't want to put it on my face. So, yeah. Uh, Shona, it's so great to have you here today. We will post all those links up so people can go online to your shop and start shopping, start to use more sustainable products. And um, let's all go out of our way to try and make the planet um, a slightly healthier place. I know it's going to take a long time to make it a healthy planet, but certainly let's start trying to improve things. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, Jill. you. Thank you. Lovely. And good luck again in the elections. Thank you. Bye. Next Thursday. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Check out all the links to the resources mentioned in today's episode and all my freebies in the show notes. See you next time.